Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey everybody, this is AJ just coming at you at the top of the show here to let you guys know that we have merch now, which I know is um, something that our dozens of listeners will be excited about. Um we're not expecting big sales, but you know, if people want to support us, then this is a fun way to do it uh, that gives you something in return. So you can buy all sorts of shirts and mugs with different logos that we've done um, from teespring.com slash stores slash cult dash popsha. If you listen to this podcast on our YouTube channel, there should be pictures up there now of... Um, our what you can get on the on the teespring we've got our jurassic popcha shirt which is the the classic jurassic font with a kiwi skeleton instead of a dinosaur skeleton and we have two versions of that we have also got a classic one um which is a red and black and yellow design um which just came out the other day and it looks dope and you can also get our popcha cola shirt um slash design slash t-shirt slash hoodie whatever you i don't you know whatever um and that is of course our um one of the probably the the logo we use um most across our platforms and that of course resembles a uh, soda tycoon whose name i don't really want to say just in case so go check them out and purchase a shirt or a mug or something like that if you want that's at teespring.com slash stores slash cult dash let's get to the show sweet all right here we go this is it everybody get dancing we're doing it we're live we're not live we recorded this previously in the week hello everybody hello um, you're hey. you're listening hi yeah hi everybody <laughs> Are we the everybody yeah you you're the everybody yes we're just you your everyday average average blokes yeah yeah nothing <laughs> special lads. about us we we're your buds <laughs> um, my name is AJ and I'm joined um, today by Richard um, and our very special guest Gareth Blackler um, hey. This is the Cult Popshire podcast uh, film franchise fortnights where we are not doing a fortnight Instead we are doing it week to week um, as we discuss, as we limp through <laughs> the mega franchise that is the Earbud entertainment uh cinematic universe limping like a three-legged dog yeah 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 towards the finish line like in a, a sport um, yeah <laughs> like in a sport a sport where the finish line is next to the airport <laughs> gareth have you li- did you listen to our last episode yeah it was amazing it was like oh, okay because well, I-, I was very deep into the air buddies world to just hear anybody going through something similar at that point was just so yeah. <laughs> oh, it meant so much to me. 
Ah, uh, well, thank you for the compliment. I wasn't fishing. I was more <laughs> like making sure that this this wouldn't be all Greek to you when we talk about the previous films. So, for those who have inexplicably tuned in to the second episode of a, I think, four-part series we're doing, um, the, the Airbud <laughs> Cinematic Universe, um, it spans... Um, over 14 films, I think, um, the first of which were the first five Earbud films, which we watched last week with special guest Alex Powell. And this week we're talking about the spin-off series, the seven movie Earbuddies series with our guest star Gareth Blackler, who's a comedian up in Auckland, where I am talking to you guys from Christchurch Because right we're now. recording this in two different cities. <laughs> yeah. That's important. Three people, <laughs> That'll come two back cities. later on. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, the Airbud, Airbuddy spin-off series, um, it details the life and times of Buddy the Golden Retriever and Molly the Golden Retriever's puppies, uh, each of who have their own specific skill or quirk, much in the way that only characters assembled by a committee of writers can. Um <laughs> There's, of course, Butterball, spelled B-U-D-D-E-R-B-A-L-L. Hilariously spelled, uh, lo- yeah, thusly. Yep. He loves to eat. Uh, there's Mudbud, who loves to get dirty. Um, <laughs> B-Dog, who is the, <laughs> hip, the hip-hop gangster of the crew. Um, B- Buddha, <laughs> who is the... I want to say Butter, but it's not it's yeah, Buddha. Not to be confused with Butterball. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's the peaceful one who's like one with nature. I feel like they came up with the name for him first. And then <laughs> Absolutely. We're like, yeah, how do we base a character around that? Because he's the most complex of all the buddies. Um, and finally, Rosebud, who is initially just characterized as the girl, but at least twice in the later movies, someone will clarify that her pink bow shouldn't fool you and that she's feistier <laughs> than all the boys combined. Which, to be honest, <laughs> word for word I'm that. not sure if that's true because she's not that feisty. We're not showing any real instances of her being feisty, but oh. I think maybe. So the, the, this series, this series spanned from 2006 to 2013, and in that time, a lot of um, third wave feminism kind of yeah, you know, boiled up to the surface coming brewing out <laughs> yeah, in yeah. buddies movies <laughs> yeah exactly um, and so I think by the later movies they were trying to be a bit more inclusive with what um, uh, the character of Rosebud could be it made me so mad when it was just like and here's the female character yeah. especially because there's like I think three other female characters in the all seven films. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But they, I guess they assume that only dudes are going to watch these films. <laughs> yeah. But if you were to, if you were to have the similar, the like similar line of thinking that says the girl character is the girl character, you would also have the similar line of thinking that means that like girls are probably more interested in movies about puppies than boys. Mm. Yeah. Like if we're all being sexist. And we are. Yeah, since we're already that- so deep down the sexist well, let's just yeah. keep diving. Um, so what if if one of you wants to just give a brief overview for what the Airbuddy series is and how it relates to the Airbud series? Yeah, uh, Gareth, would you want to take this on? Oh my god! See, so, so, I do want to just point out before the podcast, AJ, you asked me to do one thing and one thing only, and that was to yeah. uh, have an off-pod discussion with Gareth. Uh, where we could, you know, come to an agreement to concisely 
uh, give a synopsis for each of the films. And yeah. about three minutes into this podcast, I realized we hadn't done that. <laughs> so, um, yeah, what the, the overview of the series as a whole, like, what is it? It's just the adventures of these five dogs. Yeah, it's five dogs mm. do something amazing and then completely yeah. reset ready to do something amazing again and because they mm. don't age all of this is well, going yeah. to happen in the same like calendar year well we'll get to that oh, uh, because that good. is not true but it is it should be true um yeah so if 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 all the Airbud movies were about a golden retriever doing a different sport all the Air Buddies movies are about his puppies doing a different adventure yeah doing a yeah. different genre yeah yeah, yeah, different genres is a good way of looking at it. Um, but before we crack in and dissect each of these seven films individually, um, I have got some up-top useless trivia Yay. for you guys, and I've got a, a few more than last week. <clears throat> so, Air Buddies, and, like, which by extension is still part of the broad Air Bud, um cinematic universe franchise, that, that, that then makes this our second franchise in a row where Michael Clark Duncan plays a canine, um, the previous <laughs> being Cats and Dogs. He plays a wolf in Air Buddies called The Wolf. And it's also <laughs> yeah. our second franchise in a row in which Wallace Shawn plays an animal going from a cat in Cats and Dogs to a goat in Air Buddies. And if you want to combine both of these pieces of trivia together, then Air about entertainment franchises our second franchise in a row in which michael clark duncan and wallace sean play animals can i just um jump in so um i don't know fact check i'm probably wrong but wolves are they necessarily canine or is, isn't that lupine oh i thought canine was just any dog yeah but isn't lupine wolves well they both play dogs is that better Nah. do you want me to look it up yeah or just you know off the top of your head jess is also in the room do you know are, are wolves canines? Wolf, okay. or because they're, they're lupine, aren't they? And that's a separate thing. Or is that or is that like a subcategory? She says she feels like she's only not from Harry Potter, which, to be fair, is where I know it from. <laughs> is lupine one thing, and canines just to do with the teeth? Like if yeah, animals they're all canines. Oh, okay. okay, they're all canines, and then a lupine yeah. is like a sub- it's like would be like a subsection. Right. Okay. 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 Glad we sorted that. <laughs> Yeah, all right. Um, the lupine's the genus. Oh, yeah. And right. Yeah, okay. Okay. Well, rest easy, listeners. We figured it out. Um, they'll, be, they'll be like these if, biology nerds. So they'll be like, <laughs> <laughs> where's, where's their um, phone number? You, I'm calling in. <laughs> if you consider the Air Buddies series to be a separate franchise from Airbud, which you might, that's fine. I don't care. Uh, then this is not only our seventh dog-themed franchise, but our fourth dog-themed franchise in a row. And if you consider the Airbud, uh, Air Buddies series to be separate from the Airbud franchise, then Robert Vince has also broken our record for the director to have directed the most and all entries in a franchise, beating previous record holder Michael Bay, who directed all five Transformers movies, ah. with all seven Air Buddies movies. Uh, though unlike Michael Bay, Robert Vince's films don't get cinematic releases, Though they probably are just as good as the Transformers movies on the whole. Um, And last piece of trivia, useless trivia, that um, doesn't matter outside of this podcast. Um, This is also the longest franchise we've done in which we got a guest on to talk about it with. Ah. Uh, Gareth, you've beat out Heavy Eyed, who joined us for the six Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movies. So you're doing God's work. (laughs) Oh. Yeah, we do have a um, a guest franchise list where if a guest is up to um, you know the rand the 
being put on a random one. It's like maximum five, I think. Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah. But I made yeah. the mistake of over a year ago locking myself in on the ear buddies. <laughs> mm. Well, we, so we stick to our word, dude. Yeah. You're like, I want to do ear buddies. And we were like, yeah, man. <laughs> There's seven of them, and you're like, I know. <laughs> I don't think I saw the magnitude of that until I was like halfway through and being like, oh, there's yeah, like yeah, an man. entire normal franchise of these left. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so the first film in the series was called Air Buddies, and that came out in 2006, which is interesting because that's only three years after the last Air Bud movie, but it felt like an entire lifetime between, when, for me anyway, growing up when Air Bud stopped and Air Buddies began. I don't think um, I was but aware it's only three it. years. Yeah. Were, you, no? were no. you aware when Air Buddies came out at the time? Um, I Probably not in 2006, but I became aware of the Air Buddies franchise and knowing they were related to um, Air Bud at some point uh, not too long after that right. so as i said uh that film was directed by robert vince um it doesn't have a critic score on ron tomatoes but it does have an audience score of 65 percent cool. so we can't yeah. say what the critics think but we can say that the people who wanted to watch the film rated it 65 percent so because you guys have both written down um synopses that are concise and don't waste any time <laughs> can you please tell me what is ear buddies about yeah, all right. Do, uh, should we do it? We'll alternate. Do yeah. you want to take the first one or the... Or- I'm just trying to work out which ones that it gives me. Oh, yeah, I'll take the first mm. one. <laughs> okay, what is Air Buddies about? Okay. So, um, Bud and Molly's puppies, uh, the Air Buddies, um, live in the same house, but they're up to no good. They cause hijinks for the nanny while everyone goes off to the basketball <laughs> game. And mm. then because of that, they have to go find new homes and they do, are not keen for these new homes. So they try to run away and during that time they lead dog nappers to uh buddy and molly who then kidnap them so then the air buddies yeah. go on a adventure they meet a lot of animals they evade these dog nappers trying to rescue their parents who do we give spoilers yeah yeah who just end <laughs> up rescuing themselves anyway <laughs> yeah so um one thing we've learned on this podcast, Gareth, that you might not be aware of, um, is that bad movies are so convoluted. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's these movies especially. Not saying they're bad, but... Yeah, you would assume the opposite. You would assume that a complex and nuanced movie would be real good. No, good movies are good because they're, they're you can follow them. Because yeah. that's essentially storytelling. Well, that's even like... That's why, yeah. Yeah, like you find like our, our favourite... Um, Airbud movie was Seventh Inning Fetch, which had a pretty straightforward like plot. Mm. And I think the Airbud, the Air Buddies movies that I enjoyed the most were the ones that you can like. That's the sit down, turn your brain off. But when you actually have to be like actively following a plot, it's so hard mm. to do. Yeah, because there yeah. must have been like what Absolutely. twenty characters in this movie, and each of them was <laughs> yeah. so big and broad that you were supposed to like. Oh, of course, it's this guy. But like, it was yeah. impossible. Yeah, and like every yeah. movie. They like keep recasting people, so you're like, <laughs> yeah. wait a minute, is yeah. this supposed to be that character? Yeah, they do. Is this the yeah. first franchise you guys would have done with the same director across the whole thing, but every other role is recast constantly? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe. Uh, we'll have to dive deep into more. Well, there, I'll get, uh, just a bit of a spoiler for later on. There are a few more statistics that made more sense to to dip into other parts Ooh, of the podcast. Shit, okay. There will be a few more things like that. Your little tease. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> 
The the opening line of Earbud of the Earbuddies Wikipedia page reads: "Earbuddies is a 2006 straight to DVD comedy film. It is the sixth film in the Earbud series and the first in the director video spin-off series Earbuddies, which follows the life of a lonely teenager and his dog who has the uncanny ability to play every sport. That feels very sarcastic. <laughs> like it's 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 one of those not not very well like guarded Wikipedia pages where someone wrote something that's kind of poorly worded and it just stays there for ten years because yeah. no one visits the page speaking of uh poorly guarded um wikipedia pages you wouldn't think this would be poorly guarded but the wikipedia i sent um screenshots to you earlier in the week aj it's probably changed by now but the wikipedia page for it chapter two uh for some reason had um every reference to bill skarsgård was changed to eli roth so like <laughs> it was like oh eli roth reply reprises his role as pennywise the clown and then it's like, cast. do you know what would have happened? Eli Roth. There is- would have been an, an argument between two friends, similar to you and I, Richard, where yeah. one is arguing that it's Eli Roth and one's arguing that it's Bill Skarsgård. And then the one who's arguing that it's Eli Roth checks the Wikipedia page, sees that he's wrong and quickly <laughs> goes and changes it all to prove to his friend. Mm. That's what also, would have happened. I don't know if you like talking about the um, ear, uh, like f- franchises that have had the same director throughout. Have you seen mm-hmm. there's a Wikipedia page for a list of film franchises by director? No. Okay, because there is. Um, and so it's like, you know, uh, it's just a list of directors and then the franchises, they only when they directed every every film yeah. in it. Um, until earlier this week, it didn't have Robert Vince. Wow. But I edited and it. You oh. put it in there. <laughs> okay, because also while watching these films, I was like trying to do as much research, trying to understand them. There wasn't, I feel like there wasn't an earbud wiki until halfway through this week when suddenly it showed up. So did you guys start that? Um, look, I would love to claim that, but no, the earbud wiki is um, was written before this podcast got onto earbud and is written by people who have a lot of venom. Oh, <laughs> they're very angry about certain things and while they don't explicitly say it it shows and and certain things and yeah. specifically one thing that you've already kind of mentioned that we'll talk about soon so is this like um, earbud purists that are like <laughs> yeah there there are evidently there are earbud purists um <laughs> anyway so the biggest difference other than the plot structure from the earbud series is now the animals can talk um and with talking comes actors who need to voice them mm. and there are a couple of recognizable names both in voice and in live action in each film um i would say in the first air buddies film the most famous voice actors would be don knotts who plays sniffer the bloodhound and this was his last role before he died uh michael clark duncan who plays the wolf as i said wallace sean as i said plays billy the goat uh there's also molly shannon who plays molly and abigail breslin aka little miss sunshine who plays rosebud and while breslin left the cast after the first film and molly's character disappears after the second we are treated to three films in the Airbud series air buddies series where Butterball is voiced by one Josh Flitter, who hardcore fans of the podcast (laughs) will remember played Ace Ventura Jr. in Ace Ventura Jr. Pet Detective, and whom our friend David Mickey Evans, who directed Ace Ventura Jr. and the two of the Beethoven movies, he told us personally that he considers Josh Flitter to be a true genius. (laughs) So, it's evident in in this film, maybe? Yeah, no, I mean, you can... Geniosity <laughs> shines through. 
Um, mm. One voice as well that um, that you did mention, uh, mm. I believe his name is Spencer Fox. Voices, okay. I want to say B Dog or Buddha, but that's um, Dash from The Incredibles. Oh no way! Oh cool. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. One of them. I think. I think it's B Dog. It's only in the first film, but yeah, it's Dash. Yeah. It's around the same time as well. Mm. Okay. It was the truth. Truth. True. Um, the the elephant in the room that we're forced to acknowledge in this film is the absence of Buddy's original litter mm. from Airbud World Pup, um, which if you've seen, you'll know that he has kids in that he has four puppies in that film um, and you could forgive this as being sort of a soft reboot and continuity but Buddy's wife is still Molly who she also was in World Pup <laughs> Buddy's wife Buddy's mate um, I don't think they got married <laughs> they don't um, live in the same house she does she, she does have a have a different married. owner yeah. <laughs> she does have a different owner in um, the Air Buddies movies or at least the two that she's in um and we, so maybe it is a different dog, golden retriever, also named Molly, that Buddy Ooh. had yeah. puppies with. I He's don't got know. a type. Um, but we, we also know that for a fact that the Air Buddies movies aren't set between World Pup and Seventh Inning Fetch because Noah Fram is older in this film. Uh, and in it fact. is also, also, yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, he's better. Um, <laughs> Uh, the the uh, the original generation of Buddies were named Zack, Striker, Shooter, and Duke. Um. So, you know, where are they? Tell the truth. Justice for Robert <laughs> Justice for Zach Striker, Shooter, We need and a, Duke, th- three billboards. <laughs> Zach yeah. Striker, Shooter, and Duke missing from the Air Buddies franchise. How come Robert Vince? <laughs> <laughs> we need to get an interview with Robert Vince and ask oh, him. We I've do. Got so I'm, many questions I'm, on, for him. I'm on it, dude. I, I don't know. If anyone knows how to contact Robert Vince, please let me know because I'm trying to reach him. Um,. <laughs> The omission of the original puppies in the new movies is certainly not a seldom discussed issue within the Air Buddy wiki community, where <laughs> several trivia sections for either the buddies or the original puppies feature a very strongly written um, note that reads, Buddy and Molly already had a previous litter of puppies in Air Bud World Pup, which were fully grown in Air Bud Seventh Inning Fetch. These appearances have seemingly been ignored for a soft <laughs> reboot with puppies that don't age, including their owners. That doesn't make sense, yeah. but he's also saying the, the owners don't age. Um, which brings me to an issue that we've already talked about a little bit um, in the Buddy series. Uh, so the the, length, the the timeline of the series, due to the inclusion of two Christmases and one Hall- like following Halloween after the second Christmas, oh, means yeah. at the very least we are looking at two full years of continuity, and that's assuming the first happen the first film happens within weeks of the second film, uh, which features the first Christmas, and also assuming that the final two films happen close in time to the Halloween shown in Spooky Buddies. Um, so th- two, two to three years we're looking at, and typically. Golden Retrievers, they reach their maximum size after one year. I looked that up. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. Wow. So what do you guys think's going on? What witchcraft is, is happening here? Well, I don't know. We did see some witchcraft in Spooky yeah. Buddies. And speaking mm. of which, should we go over the rest of the films? Yes, we do. Yeah. This, the first one, I couldn't remember anything about the actual plot, so it sort of became an overview. But yeah. the next films we're going to be talking about are, yeah, I mean, we fact, haven't even listed the films yet. <laughs> No, well, we're getting there. Don't don't you worry. Well, yeah, sweet, we're, worried. We're, we're throwing out references to Christmases and Halloweens, <laughs> yeah. and people aren't going to yeah. be able to well, keep up. The people like writing their notes at home are just like throwing <laughs> the papers in the air. <laughs> 
Christmas, as you say. Well, let's talk about Snow Buddies in 2008, directed by Robert Vince, with an audience score of 64% on Rotten Tomatoes, Ooh, 1% less than uh, Air Buddies. What's this movie about? All right. So in this one, uh, due to Butterball's uh, hunger, is you know, yeah, his big, his defining big character fat, fat ass. He um, <laughs> he jumps on the back of an uh, an ice cream truck, and uh, then all the buddies follow him, and then they get like airdropped in Alaska, where there's because um, that's where ice cream is made. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, where they need ice cream. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, and uh, there's a little kid there, and he wants to. Oh, he wants to be the best at like. Um, being a sleigh guy um <laughs> one of the sleigh yeah. guys uh yeah but so he's got a this slayer, one I believe yeah, they're husky puppy who and you everyone knows you need six puppies to um you know do us be a sleigh guy and um a vampire slayer yeah to be yeah buffy uh yeah. which is being to rebooted be um oh, fun fact six yeah. puppies <laughs> yeah six puppies are gonna be playing the role of buffy, yeah, buffy. <laughs> oh yeah buff would have been better no, yeah, yeah. no, air buffies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm happy with air buffies. Um, yeah, so he, uh, yeah, then they team up with the kid to because the husky's like, look, I'll I'll help you get home if you guys help out my kid, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, then they win the big sleigh race. And I thought it was they joined mm. because the airport was at the end of the uh, racetrack. You're, you're, prob- you're probably right. <laughs> I think it was briefly mentioned, and that's why they initially did or something. I don't know. Um, so, cool that was great Richard yeah, if you ever have more um, information about the plot just go with your right. one it's right <laughs> yeah yeah um, so people of varying levels of fame who are in this film um, I believe I didn't write this down but I read, read it somewhere that Jim Belushi plays the the Beethoven dog what's the yeah, St. Bernard's yeah, right. Bernard, um, yeah 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 um, but also Dylan Minnette from uh, 13 Reasons Why and the last season of Lost uh, very young Dylan Minnette I should say plays Noah called Awake Ooh. yep so he plays Noah in this film you know so Noah's been Noah's role's been passed around probably more than any other character at this point oh yeah, no probably than- um, the stepdad in Airbud was played like for like five different guys um, Whoopi Goldberg plays a Himalayan cat. Chris Christopherson of um, The Land Before Time <laughs> plays Talon the Husky. And Dylan Sprouse plays Shasta, the main husky character. Um, this film is what I consider to be the last vaguely grounded film in yeah. all of the rest of the Air Buddy, Air Bud mythology. Yeah. Um, while a dog playing sports or puppies saving their family and journeying to Alaska are things that I guess are all technically possible, the remaining sequels from here on out all feature some form of magic or some other fantastical element. Oh, I don't know. So, like, the do- like, dogs can't talk in real life and they do in this movie, so I don't think it's That's true, grounded. you're right. But they don't. They speak to each other in their own language. Humans That's can't true. understand. Them, yeah, so. there are, yeah. Which there is are the few... one rule they really stick to across the whole thing. It's like unless there's mm. super magic involved, no humans are understanding these dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the last couple of movies, it's like you forget if they've like, <laughs> like yeah, like oh, I'm sure they've explained it. But they, um, there are a few moments when not so much with the puppies, but when another animal is talking and you see a human's point of view. And they're just hearing animal noises. Yeah. It happens a lot in the next one and the one after this. Yeah. Mm. Mm. <clears throat> um, yeah. So 
this, in a lot of ways, I would almost want to say Snow Buddies was my favourite Air Buddies movies, if, if only because it's the only, it's the last one where the plot doesn't make you roll your eyes. Yeah. Because of how, how ridiculous it sounds as a sequel. All right. Um, before we move on to the next film, are you guys ready for something fucked up? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God, AJ, that's your penis. <laughs> <laughs> Can you guys Surprise. hear AJ's penis at home? <laughs> Hello. That, um, it, I'm kidding. It has a higher pitch than that. Um, <laughs> so, I don't know if you guys noticed, but at the end of the credits of Snow Buddies, unlike with most movies that feature primarily animal casts, uh, there is no notice saying no ha- animals were harmed in the making yeah. of this film. <laughs> Instead, we get American Humane monitored the animal action, which is technically true. Yeah. So... Here's the, the the great story of the, the, the legacy that the Air Buddies series leads. Um, at least 15 of the, the 20 puppies, which were imported to, into Vancouver where the movie was filmed, started to show signs of a highly contagious parvovirus, which puppies are typically vaccinated against at eight weeks. Uh, these puppies were not vaccinated at any point. Um, three of the infected puppies and one which was thought to have likely been infected were euthanized and one which was returned to its owner later died as well. Uh, The American Humane Association enforced the removal of the first two sets of puppies and after a four-week delay, during which time all puppies were quarantined until they were healthy, Disney hired eight older puppies to continue filming. These puppies were joined by puppies from the second group who did not get ill from the parvovirus and filming was completed. In total, at least five puppies died during the making of the film. Was it worth it? No, this nah. was my least favorite of the films, <laughs> and also oh, interesting. I I tried not to do any research before watching them, but this one, like, mm-hmm. if you search the buddies' films, this is the main thing: is that puppies died. Yeah. So the whole time I'm watching yeah. is like they don't need to be in snow. This is bad for them. Yeah. <laughs> these yeah. Poor things. Yes. The fact that they put down one they only thought was sick as well. They're like, okay, yeah. these three are definitely sick. Um, all right, four is a nice round number. Uh, we'll put you down as well. What's crazy though is that this didn't halt all future buddies movies no yeah even just if like they the were crew humans. you'd feel like would be a bit such a downer like robert vince getting yeah. straight back into directing animals like yeah yeah ugh. well maybe robert vince is just a powerhouse who just powers through yeah um, yeah. animals dying and, and stuff like that or maybe it was very sad and, and a hard thing yeah, but whatever still weighs for whatever conscience. reason this is why you need to get that <laughs> interview with him hard yeah, yeah hopefully he doesn't listen to this episode <laughs> beforehand now well i think we i think we've we've you know um, argued for both sides yeah yeah um for whatever reason robert vince did in fact return for the next film <laughs> surprise <laughs> um the next film was called space buddies came out in 2009 has an audience score of 51 percent um so down a bit from the last two i don't know why yeah. <laughs> yeah um what is this movie about okay so this is the first one where they introduced that the buddies humans have like personalities and like wants. So uh, Buddha's human um, wants to like really love space and wants to know about space. So his class are going. Wants to love space. <laughs> <laughs> I want to love I'm space. In the I, I'm just not ready to love again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, not after I fell. Not after time broke my heart. <laughs> <laughs> So the kids will go on a field trip. They the buddy to um, a space station, a private one, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, the buddies stole away. 
they sneak in, they sneak into adorable spacesuits and then onto a shuttle that's heading to the moon. Yeah. But then it doesn't have enough fuel because it's being sabotaged. So they have to stop on a space station. They meet a Russian dog and a Russian person. They blow up a space station. They walk on the moon. They avoid asteroids. They're guided back to Earth by a ferret, by admission control. Um, at one point, they have to go out and fix the ship. It's every yeah. single space thing except for aliens. They land safely. Yeah. They're in a parade. <laughs> they win. Like, I think they get the like, key to the city. And um, Buddha sneaks back a bit of the moon and returns it to his human. Yeah. To be fair, yeah. what they did was incredible and they deserved that parade. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's a wild that they're not celebrities from here on. Like, that yeah. they just go back to being that, normal well, puppies. I think... I have a theory on that that we might get to later, um, because already the the um, Air, Airbud was a celebrity. You know, yeah. he was in the newspapers whenever he played a new sport. Mm. Um, which is one thing I did want to mention as well is that all the Air Buddies movies, the things the puppies do in these movies are all more impressive than a dog playing basketball. Yeah. But that's that's last yeah. week's conversation. Yeah, well, like uh, have we got like the Air Buddies um, plausibility scale? <laughs> We don't. The, 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 on the plausibility scale from last week, the guy writing that did mention, I'm not doing the Air Buddies movies. What well, can we do <laughs> so, them? But can we like do the... Like, so Air let's Buddies... do it at the end. Okay, okay. yeah. Okay, sweet. Yeah. yeah. Um, so one, this is one of the only sequels that we've actually covered on the podcast in which the characters actually go to space, despite this being a trope of, of desperate spe- sequels, which might just be perpetuated by me, but I feel like there's plenty of... In space sequels, yeah. um, the other main one being Friday the Thirteenth, which had Jason X. Uh, though Go- Godzilla has a couple in space too. Um, yeah, so this is a sequel which makes you go. Remember when the series was about a dog who could play basketball? <laughs> yeah, like this film exists in the same canon as Earbud Seventh Inning Fifth One Two Three Four Five. Yeah, like it's. That means Josh Fram, who doesn't appear at all in the Airbud Bud series, Air Buddy series, he is looking on the news one night and seeing that his dog's second litter of puppies are lost in space. Isn't that insane? Yeah. Imagine that happening to you. Yeah. Imagine like <laughs> imagine having that as well as having frosted tips. <laughs> yeah. It's too That's much. what he's going through. Yeah. Yeah. Like catching the glimpse of um, those in the reflection of the TV. <laughs> and just thinking, what am I doing with my life? I could be up in space with those puppies. Yeah. Instead, I got a football scholarship. Um, <laughs> so I forgot to mention, uh, people of varying fa- levels of fame who appear in this film include Amy Sedaris, um, who plays a ferret, who plays Gravity. The, when it said Amy Sedaris is the voice of Gravity, did you think, well, that's a weird concept. <laughs> Gravity has a voice in this film. Um and Jason Earls, I think, was Hannah Montana's brother. Yeah, and he's like thirty. He, yeah, he plays Spudnik, the <laughs> the Bulgaria, the Russian. Said that about him, you <laughs> know, he's thirty. <laughs> also, sorry, you missed one as well. That the uh, uh, one of the kids is Nolan Gould from um, Modern Family. Oh, like from yeah. Modern Family, oh, okay. it was like the main kid. I actually, and the the villain, the bad guy, the um the scientist who tries to disrupt everything back on earth he's in some stuff um, i don't know also, yeah, the main guy is bill Fugger, Bucker, i don't know i don't know how to say his name but he's the voice of patrick star on spongebob and he was yeah. um uh marshall's dad on how Your mother also the um 
the the Russian space station guy is uh, you'll know his name, Dedrick Yeah, Dedrick Bader. Yeah. Who is someone? Every is time that, I see him, I'm like, "Who is he?" And then yeah. I look at his IMDb, and I'm like, "We're not going to forget it this time." And then I do. Yeah, he's a guy in Office Space where he's like, "What would you do with a million dollars?" And he's like, two chicks at the same time, man." <laughs> right. Uh, so this movie is very much like a who's who of who's who. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, who's who of who's that? <laughs> Fuck, that was a good. <laughs> was I thought that there's there's actually some pretty interesting ideas in this film. Yeah, dogs going to space <laughs> and. What? Well, with with some of the scenes were the lead characters humans, it wouldn't have been bad. Like when they escape the Russian the Russian space station from a crazy man who doesn't want them to leave, and then they blow it up. Like this, that was kind of entertaining. I was like, "This is is no, the whole movie going to be this?" Yeah, this was at the, up till this point. This was by far my favorite. <laughs> yeah, like well, I guess it gets that merit from being the most ridiculous one yeah. yet as well. So. But it also was the most straightforward. Like dogs in space mm, what will true. happen instead of dogs in space but also here's a bunch of other stuff yeah, yeah. Like, that's a great like, way it's almost it. despite the fact they go to space it's almost a bottle episode because yeah. it's like it's all on the space state on the spaceship and then um the moon and mm. then everything else just takes place back at mission control yeah mm. did you like the part where um butterball saves the day by farting in his suit so that he can get more <laughs> methane gas in his jetpack tank yeah that, <laughs> did you like that part well, because it's weird as well there's like after the there's like all these motifs that are abandoned um so like each up until this point and then the next one onwards i think don't, doesn't have any of these but there's like um the, there's always a point where it's like oh butterball needs help fitting through something and then everyone's like don't pull his paw oh yeah and they pull it and he does a big fart um and um, also there's a very prominent fart scene in spooky buddies Yes, oh, yeah, 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 but it I doesn't involve... You, you've forgotten. They don't say don't pull the poor. okay. But, and also, in the first three films, at least in the second and third one, there's, like, just a smoking hot milf. <laughs> mm. Yeah. <laughs> you mean Molly? You, like, we all thought it. <laughs> yeah, Molly. Um, no, nah, yeah, I don't know if you picked up on that, Gareth, but um, there the was, was messaging. The mum from of the Future is the mum and Snow Buddies. <sighs> That's her, yeah, it yeah. is. It totally is. Um... But yeah, mm. I was messaging, I messaged AJ and I was like, dude, milf alert. Not, <laughs> not that like we ever talk like that. And then I just sent a bunch of- melting, man. <laughs> just a bunch of sirens. Um, <laughs> yeah, we just kept sending siren emojis back and forth whenever we were watching one. <laughs> um, um, yeah. Cool. Okay. Well, the next film in the series, um, the sadly milfless <sighs> film in the series- um, actually came out in the same year as Space Buddies. That's wild. Uh, and that was called Santa Buddies. And it was directed by Robert Vince. Yay. And it has the distinction of being the only Buddies movie with a critic score on Rotten Tomatoes, which is 20%. <laughs> <laughs> with an audience score of 57%. Um, and I think the reason it has a critic score is because Christopher Lloyd's in it, so maybe a bunch of critics were interested in watching it, but I don't know. Yeah. Um, what is this movie about? <sighs> I realised I've only just, like, while you were doing the, the synopsis for Space Buddies, I realised I've got all the worst ones. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so Santa Buddies is, like, you've got... Um. There's so much if, mythology they set up. Yeah, like, so... Santa has a, a dog called um, Santa Paws. Yeah. And that 
has a son called Puppy Paws. So, and and the, the the main dog in the movie that we focus on is Puppy Paws, which is like the pun is twice removed. From, <laughs> yeah, so, no so you got Santa Claus, which is then yeah. Santa Paws, and then Puppy Paws. So like Puppy Paws by itself doesn't evoke an image of christmas yeah um you, mm. you ha- yeah so it's, it's i had to explain some of it to my flatmate who came in to watch the end and i was like that's puppy paws and like what does that mean <laughs> um it's uh it's legally blonde all over again yeah do you want to explain that AJ? as in the title the the title legally blonde is a pun on legally blind but oh my the God. film isn't about being blind yeah <laughs> so why it's like i get that it's because she's a lawyer but it doesn't it should yeah, have anyway. been called you, justice is blonde have you guys read that is amazing yeah. have you guys read save the cat <laughs> the like big screenwriting book that everyone says to read? i'm i've it's it's something that i definitely should have it read. says in that like it's a full chapter on why legally blonde is the perfect film title and i was like is it and only now has it been what explained f- to me that that is fascinating because yeah. I would say it's it's woefully imperfect. Yeah. <laughs> justice is blonde is the perfect film yes. title, <laughs> or or, um, or even blonde justice because it's still blind. Yeah, yeah, blonde justice I think is 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 better. Um, okay, AJ. All right, so do you want to continue, Richard, with your yeah, um, haberdashery of a so, plot synopsis? Uh, it's somehow it's contrived that the puppies need to save Christmas. <laughs> yeah, um, and there's a villain played by Christopher Lloyd. Who he's like the dog, the the dog snatcher pound yeah. guy, and like thirty to forty five minutes into the movie, he becomes good, and then because we just don't Christmas. really see him again because of Christmas, and then um, yeah, basically Christmas is saved, and the the movie still is like half an hour to go. Yeah, oh, and it goes on forever. Is just the buddies pulling the sleigh to different countries yeah. all of which are represented by like really stereotypical music <laughs> and like just stereotypes all around yeah um yeah so the the plot is basically like just a bunch of christmas movie cliches thrown together like yeah. there's a lot of like oh people aren't believing in santa anymore so the it's the magic's the magic drying ice, up and stuff but um icicle is melting <laughs> yeah 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 but santa's not real so what lesson are you teaching people here? Like to, you know, no, like, like all the other, you know, kids movies usually have a message about like being kind to others. This one is you have to believe in Santa or Christmas will die. Well, no, but at this, yeah, at the same time, like Santa is real in these movies. So that's true. So like, it's not a case of believing in him. He's just real. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like when you get older, you know, you stop believing in Santa, but who who's delivering all these presents? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think in a lot of our Christmas films, it's like, he doesn't believe anymore, but you've established that... Uh, yeah, that it's real. Like, mm, yeah, mm. they need to... I've, I've always thought of, like, I would love to write, like, the perfect Christmas film that, like, addresses this, but still, like, a real Christmas film. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, so, people of varying levels of fame who are in this film... Christopher Lloyd, as you said, is the dog catcher. Probably the most famous person to appear in any of the... I don't know. Um, 13 Bud Reasons Why is pretty popular. <laughs> <laughs> I thought maybe the only one that kind of matched him would maybe be Whoopi Goldberg, but you don't even know it's yeah. her. Yeah. So, she must have just been um, like walking past a recording studio and they got whatever they yeah. got and just wrote a cat into it. Yeah, like, voice. Yeah, someone yeah. like was kind of acquaintances with Whoopi Goldberg, yeah. so they're like, head... <laughs> had lunch with her and just like <laughs> contrived ways for her to say all these things and it yeah. was in a like a one party um uh, you know recording state what's the word you know when yeah. you have like one party only has to give permission ah uh, 
Yeah. So like I think it's called like one party. I don't know. Anyway. That was I said that like that was I just went on too long and I I started with like a funny <laughs> funny bit. It's like the Santa buddies. Yeah, it was like the Santa buddies. <laughs> and now continuing to just talk about that. Yeah. Um so George Went plays Santa. George Went, of course, played uh Norm from Cheers. Yeah, he's not the only Cheers alum that yeah. appears in these movies. Yeah, yeah. Spoilers. Is there more? Yeah, and um John Ratzenberg. And All right. Super yeah, uh, D- Danny Woodburn plays Eli the Elf, who I'm pretty sure has played an elf in something before. Um, Richard Kind also voices a Jack Russell Terrier, which I thought was interesting because when I was going to tell everyone that Richard Cairn, who plays Al Borland, was in the Airbud films, I initially thought his name was Richard Kind. Hmm. So that's kind of funny that Richard Kind is also in the universe. Um and of course, uh, Tom Bosley plays Santa Paws, voices Santa Paws, I should say. He doesn't walk around in a dog costume, he voices Santa Paws. Um, and this was his final role before he died, making him like the fourth actor to have their final role be an earbud film. Uh, you forgot like, about getting all five <laughs> Snowbodies dogs. Yeah. yeah, well, so so yeah, there's there's the five snowbodies, Dugs, if you want to include them as well. Then there's also, as we said before, Don Knotts, um, who voiced uh, Bloodhound in the first Air Buddies film. Patrick Cranshaw, who played Sheriff Bob in a couple of the Air Bud films and in Air Buddies, the first Air Buddies. Um, and of course, Buddy the Dog from the original oh, yeah. Air Bud, who we mentioned last week died before the original film hit theaters. So. These four combined with the five puppies who died and snow buddies makes me think we should start talking about the earbud curse, or at least like there needs to be a Wikipedia page for actors who died after being in an earbud. Yeah, movie. yeah but they're but they're all like real old actors, so it's like yeah. Well, the, if the you're an old actor and you're and you're on your deathbed, it's more it's more like um, that this is like a rite of passage into <laughs> yeah. into heaven. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Christopher Lloyd, man, he took a risk being in it. Yeah. <laughs> or Rance, Rance Howard and, and uh, Spooky Buddies. He's, he's yeah, man. an old guy as well. Um, speaking of Christopher Lloyd, though, he makes everyone else in this movie look like garbage. Yeah. <laughs> he, he gives such a warm and compelling and like well constructed performance. I thought he was great, and I enjoyed watching. Like, like I don't know, everyone else is like reading lines, and he's been playing he's chess living for years. Lines. You know. <laughs> You could probably take all his scenes so, and edit them into a perfectly good like half hour Christmas movie and like remove the buddies yeah. entirely. Yeah. Which you could probably do yeah. with I mean, a he's, lot he's of these a, films is remove the buddies and still have a yeah. film. Have a good Christmas movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's a very thinly veiled Scrooge allegory. Mm. So his name is Stan Scrooge. So S. Scrooge. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so, you know, by the end of the film, he learns to love dogs and goes to the family's house for dinner <laughs> or a family's there's, yeah, house a family that also adopt a or singing orphan yeah. dog there's a lot what yeah, goes yeah, to yeah. our family's Tiny. house for dinner and you're like ah christmas <laughs> is saved <laughs> like just, imagine um, just an old man knocking on your door on christmas like with christmas night being like hi i'm here to have dinner christmas is saved yeah <laughs> you got any toiki left <laughs> um yeah so the following uh, October, presumably. Um, <laughs> well, it was uh, we presumably got, October uh, or was next... presumably the following one? Uh, it was the following one. I'm presuming right. it's October. Oh, no, it was two Octobers Oh, later. sure, wow. It's 2011. Um, 
came came the spooky buddies <laughs> um, directed by robert vince audience score of 51 percent, which is less than santa buddies but the same as space buddies <laughs> so uh what is spooky buddies about oh my gosh okay <laughs> this one's the most complicated this is one. definitely so there's an old house in <laughs> what's the town ferndale F- ferndale, ferndale. ferndale. Okay. where anything is possible <laughs> Fernfield, Washington. Even dogs going to space. You thought a dog playing basketball was good? Fernfield's <laughs> got you. We've got dogs <laughs> going to space. <laughs> okay, so there's an old house in Fernfield. Well, we start in Fernfield 75 years ago. Yeah. Um, Which I kind of appreciated because yeah. it's cool to like see the history of this town we've come to know and love over the a last- A town that at that time couldn't even picture a dog playing basketball. <laughs> no, they had no, they had no yeah. idea. They didn't even think to put it in the rules. <laughs> they do, they could picture though a a essentially a hellhound um, possessing like, and a warlock and like they could picture yeah. all that, but that was what anything is possible yeah, you meant get, in nineteen. You 19- get burned <laughs> as a stake for suggesting a dog could play basketball. <laughs> so seventy five years ago, a warlock is finishing his ritual to oh I don't know to generic suck. evil. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> um, by sacrificing five puppies of the same br- um, blood, so he's got he's yeah. turned four beagles into stone with help of the Halloween Hound, who can breathe on things <laughs> and turn them to stone. There's one mm-hmm. to remain when the police show up, the with um, a police dog, and stop him somehow. And this, but this one puppy who has been turned to stone, uh, Pip, right? Yeah, Pip's soul didn't go into the mystical mirror so it was just trapped in the house whereas the warlock and the halloween hound are trapped in the mystical mirror now 75 Mm -hmm. years later um the buddy's owners are on a field trip and Mm b-dog's owner um billy who is played by the person who's voiced b-dog in um, most of these films and this is the only time Mm. i'm probably stepping on your toes this is the only time where a buddy and the owner (laughs) sorry i'm also (laughs) probably stealing your fact um I, I don't have any toes, oh, okay. don't worry about it. <laughs> He's like the witches. <laughs> um, this is the only time a buddy and the buddy's owner have been played by the same actor in the same film. I didn't yeah. know that, so you're a better researcher than me. It's <laughs> because I wanted to know initially, was B-Dog played by a white boy? And yeah, he was, which made me a lot sadder. <laughs> Um, they're like, um, okay, we'll have a puppy with a black attitude, yeah. but we're not diverse enough yet to... <laughs> no. Yeah. It's called a blackitude, I believe, oh, Richard. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Sorry to anyone I offended. Continue. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um, so then he's doing a school project on the Halloween Hound. So he steals the, he gets the staff of the Halloween Hound from Deputy Dan. Um, Sheriff Dan. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Sheriff Dan, <laughs> who is my favorite character in all of these movies. <laughs> Um, 
Then the buddies go in there, uh, go into the haunted house, and they say Halloween Hound three times in front of the mirror, releasing the Halloween Hound. Then the warlock gets out, and he's looking for his staff. It's Halloween night. He thinks the world is just like this because he doesn't have the concept of Halloween. So Which he's is a pretty out. good comedic setup. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's amazing. Hilarious. <laughs> it's so good. He calls a little girl who's not in a costume a goblin at one point. That's <laughs> <laughs> so good. <laughs> um, so then he's chasing the kids to get his staff. The Halloween hound is chasing the buddies to get five dogs of the same breed. The buddies are also being chased. Oh, the, so, like the related oh, dogs. They yeah. have to be brothers and sisters, yeah. yeah. The buddies are also being chased by Pip's ghost who's escaped and then they team up with Pip they go see a medium um a little like dog psychic who yeah. then is just turned to stone anyway they go to the house they defeat the Halloween hound how do they do that oh my gosh well the Halloween hound can breathe on <laughs> animals to turn them to stone so the only yeah. way to beat that is Butterball, of course. Someone pulls his little paw he farts it's CGI brown gas versus CGI like black gas magic it pushes yeah. it back it turns the halloween hound into stone oh the child who like, owned you, we can't just bro- that's hilarious that's objectively hilarious like i'm not a big fan of fart jokes that might be the best fart joke i've ever seen <laughs> it's so insane and i was watching it with a couple of people and when that part happened everyone like was stopped their conversations and just burst out laughing like it it, it might be the one good idea any of the earbud movies have had yeah like, it's so funny funny yeah. just it's, it's so horrible and stupid and it takes so long to get to that point but it kind of <laughs> feels like the whole movie was built around that idea yeah it's like five movies worth of like set up the butterball <laughs> yeah. as a good father yeah. and then yeah. it pays off spectacularly <laughs> yeah. yeah oh gosh and then the, so the kids and um an old man who owned pip defeat the warlock with the bible um, he oh, gets yeah. trapped back in the mirror. They break the mirror and the staff. Oh god! There's also Franken Dude, which is a character. Oh my gosh! Yeah, Frank- we don't need to go into Franken Dude. Well, you've said it. And you've opened the. You've opened the box now. Now we have to talk about Franken Dude. Go ahead. Talk. Talk about. I have no notes on Franken Dude. Trick or treating at a house and. Yeah, and a guy's. I, the teacher's their teacher's husband, I guess, is dressed as Franken Dude, who is a surfing um, Frankenstein's monster. And yep. was he Diedrich Bader? The Halloween he, Hound was Diedrich Bader. That's right, yeah. Again. <laughs> um, I've got a theory about these films that <laughs> I think, because, okay, Butterball at the end of the first one is adopted by Barnaby, who's an evil child, who's very rich and gets anything he wants. Yeah. I think these is films- the same are- kid? I didn't even because they're played by different actors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That makes more sense. So, yeah. Which makes when he's like a hero in um, Super Buddies, you're like, no, he's evil. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I think there's a real life Barnaby who's like a child of an oil tycoon or something, and Disney just needed to get money from this oil tycoon, so they made these films based on anything that child was interested in, and like his <laughs> like maybe his toys and his notebooks and stuff like yeah franken dude franken dude's cool and like cool we'll put franken dude in a movie for you please give, give us more of your father's money mm-hmm. that's a that's, that's a good theory yeah and that's why there's just so many big characters who we don't understand as the audience but real life yeah. barnaby's like yeah deputy dan <laughs> the deputy um the, the sheriff i apologize oh, sorry. You, for, sorry your dan. favorite character you don't even know his proper 
Deputy, titles. the sniffer was the deputy, oh, wasn't okay. it? The dog. Yeah. Deputy sniffer. Um, so people from varying levels of fame who appear in this film, um, Rance, Rance Howard yep. plays Pip's owner as the old, the old version of Pip's owner. Ron Howard's um, dad. Yep. Um, really? Frankie yeah. Jonas yeah. plays Pip the Beagle. Yeah. So technically, I guess this is our second Jonas Brothers yeah, franchise. Yeah, I, I was actually good. I was waiting <laughs> for It's just that. not the same Jonas brother. Yeah, um, the bonus and Jonas. Ryan, yeah, Ryan Stiles plays Hoot the Owl. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, which was a bit of a waste of him. Like, well, I don't know. He comes back, so yeah, they wasted him twice. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, also, um, Harlan Williams is the warlock. Yeah, who, um, yeah. if you look at a photo of him, you'll recognize him. He's oh, in like yeah. um, half baked. Yeah, I'm gonna pull. Up yeah, a photo I looked of him at him. I looked at a photo him. of him and recognized him, and I was like. I don't know who that is. Like, I know I recognize it, but I don't know if it's worth mentioning. But there you go. Um, so this movie was weird for me because it's a movie which, if I'd watched this as a kid, my parents would have made me turn it off oh. because it's so dark and it's about seances and witchcraft and stuff like that, which I, as a kid, I'm sure I would have really liked the Earbuds movies. So this that would have been pretty like detrimental to not be able to see the latest installment in the Earbuddies <laughs> franchise. Um, but then there's also a scene where the characters like find refuge in a church and the warlock can't get into the church. And then there's another scene where the warlock is thrown out of whack because his spell book is replaced with a Bible. And... You know, it's like there's there's maybe <laughs> there's maybe some apology in the same like yeah we know we're making this movie that Christian parents aren't going to want to show their kids but you know there's a there's a there's the power of the Bible in it. They and should put I a also sticker wonder, on the DVD that says "Don't worry, the power of the Bible's in this." Yeah, yeah, exactly. I also wonder if the reason um, the next film we're going to talk about is the way it is is because of a potential backlash from spooky buddies mm. because oh. the next film in the series is Wait, called treasure we, buddies before, oh damn it um i do just want to say the other thing i knew harland williams from is he's in that movie rocket man disney's rocket man the oh, guy yes. that like they went to mars and he like yeah. did a fart in a space suit and, um, oh, and the first the first words on mars are i didn't do it yeah because he like falls down and um but yeah he like um there's a mo- uh, monkey so they like go into the hypersleep for like 18 months or something like that and the monkey steals his um sleep pod and so he just has to like chill out for 18 months it's great isn't movie. he in dumb and dumber i think he might be yeah there you go the connections all around second Harlem right. Williams franchise yeah so treasure treasure buddies 2012 also directed by robert vince um audience score of 55 percent. who gives a shit what its audience score is um what is this movie about Uh, well (laughs) like i don't know aj we've been hogging all the synopses you literally got your hands behind your back like you're behind your head so excited (laughs) when you don't have to describe these films yes i'm gonna give you treasure buddies man (laughs) Okay, Treasure Buddies um, is about um, the, the, years and years ago, a archaeologist um, received one, like found one half of like a disc in an ancient Egyptian temple, and him and his dog escaped the temple, and now back in modern day, um, a evil um, rich man turns up and he's like hey i've got the other half of the disc and he gives it to the the old guy who's the the archaeologist who's now old and him and his grandson go to egypt with the the buddies for some reason they somehow get 
involved and they have to stop an evil cat from stealing the disc and getting the power because the cat's called there was a cat in ancient egypt called cleopatra who was cleopatra's cat um (laughs) and um she the reason that dogs are now man's best friend is because cleopatra betrayed cleopatra and so this cat wants to like control the world by utilizing the the other artifact that's in the movie that's like a necklace that's got a cat's eye on it um is, yeah. are you happy with that yeah. it's like it's basically the the turner doing indiana jones yeah kind yeah. of thing and also yeah it's the first sequel to air buddies that doesn't start with s first and mm. only oh whoa <laughs> yeah but it does start with the next letter of the alphabet which is t <laughs> yeah so they just went yeah. through like cool words and it was the next one on the list <laughs> yeah. yeah and then they're like oh fuck we forgot super <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> cool words or the dictionary yeah <laughs> <laughs> Webster's cool words defines <laughs> um, people of varying fame who are in this film I've never said this name out loud and didn't know this was his name but Richard Real plays Grandpa Thomas Howard so the archaeologist he's in loads of things I'm gonna he, he looks like he should be relate, Rich, R-I-E-H-L-E Richard Real he played Thomas Howard the main the old dude the good one the good old dude Anyway, um, oh, oh, I didn't, I thought there was, um, I, I thought it was um, Brian Doyle Murray. Yeah, he looks like Brian Doyle Murray. Oh yeah, he he's in um, Home Improvement. Yeah, yeah, probably. So second Much like Al Borland. Yeah. Yeah. I mean Richard Kahn. Um, Edward Herman from Gilmore Girls plays the villain uh, Philip Wellington in his third to last film before he died. Ooh. You guys. <laughs> Did you go through and check um, every actor? <laughs> <laughs> Richard Real was in Beethoven's Fifth. Ah, there you go. Ryan Stiles also appears again as a cobra named Sliver, which incidentally is also the name of a film directed by James Gunn. Oh, Ooh. I actually, just before when, um, when I said apologies to anyone I've offended, um, someone else started talking, but I was about to be like, please don't kick me off Guardians 3. Ah, so, um, very nice. Because I did promise AJ that I would bring up organic retribution. Do you know what we're talking about, um, Gareth? I don't. I I only know <laughs> oh, about okay. the buddies films. Ah, <laughs> oh, you've been. Yeah, you've buddies has out, been mate. my life for the last. <laughs> this will be old news when this is released in two days. But just earlier today to give people an insight into. Um, anyway, uh, James Gunn, direct writer, director of. Um, well, he wrote, he wrote the second one, but director of Guardians of the Galaxy one and two. Yeah. Um, got fired from Disney today because he made a bunch of offensive tweets in the late 2000s early 2010s whoa when i say offensive i mean like like pretty offensive oh, okay. <laughs> like like or like the, we don't need to say them the on shock the podcast, humor of the of that that oh, era like, yeah. of like joking Gareth, do you, joking do you remember that like pedophilia that rape. one yeah that one dude in your friend group in like year 12 who would always joke about really gross things and it was kind of funny at the time but now they're 25 and still doing these jokes yeah yeah, yeah. so like, he was, he was like 42 that. when he was making these jokes how old is he now 50 i guess oh i thought he was a lot younger he looks younger he's a good looking man anyway <laughs> um so treasure buddies 
Uh, this is the worst one. Um, oh my god! Yes. <laughs> Halfway through watching it, I message JJ's like petition to remove Treasure Buddies from canon. <laughs> mm. So the green screen in this film, when they go to Egypt, it's like so. If if you don't know how a green screen works, basically you you're in in the in post production you remove an entire color from a palette, right? Green. So usually it's yeah. green because green green doesn't show up a lot in nature well in nature in in human tones so they use it for that um but there's another function in um in post-production called change to color where you just you change a color to another color and it looks like they just built a set and that made it look like egypt and then had a green screen and then just changed it to blue they didn't make it they didn't key in a sky they just changed it to blue Uh, it looks like garbage um this is the first film since land before time invasion of the tiny sauruses that i had to pause because i was falling asleep and finish watching in the morning yeah so it's got a that's precedent yeah this is and we watched some shit um (laughs) the tiny sauruses was a particularly bad one though and I, i do remember one of the land before times i fell asleep um during and then (laughs) <laughs> woke up I like, and the same thing happened with twilight like you and i were watching it and then i was lying on the couch and then i just like woke up to like aj hitting my feet and was like you fell asleep i was like fuck now i have to go back and watch the last 20 minutes of eclipse again <laughs> exactly like when you don't even realize happened. you're sleeping and yeah then like, damn it i was like mm. riding high off spooky buddies like i just finished it and i immediately <laughs> started treasure buddies and then richard messaged me saying like hey we'll probably record on saturday and i realized that's enough time for me to stop watching treasure buddies and go do something else <laughs> so i did and then i like fell so behind because i did not want to dive back into it <laughs> yeah wow this is 100 percent the worst one yeah like i, I so i don't even i can't but even it has articulate the best scene at the very end when b-dog puts on the like mystic necklace because he needs his bling and <laughs> turns into half cat half dog like he, they stick little whiskers on and CGI green eyes, and his, he keeps saying meow. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, Which yeah. actually, as I say it, like sounds really cool, but they don't explore that at all. And then he just takes the necklace Do you know, off. I finished watching this movie today, and I have no recollection yeah, of Yeah, I so. completely forgot. I remember him saying, just being like, meow. And they're like, what are you yeah. doing? <laughs> um, and I also don't think that's better than the scene where he farts black magic back into <laughs> a hellhound. I'm sorry. Um, so everyone in this film except for the villain is so horribly positive they're so upbeat and optimistic the the grandfather grandson relationship is so like sickeningly supportive you know like grandpa look i did this and he's like wow that's great the last time i saw my grandfather he told me that i'd got fat like show me that show me the (laughs) the real relationship and it's just it's so it's so horrible because you like he the kid meets like a a pretty girl in the market in egypt and he and he's talking to her and he's like my name's Pete. What's your name? And just everything and she's about like, it my is name just Jeff. like. <laughs> I wish. It's basically like every everything, every line that kid <laughs> delivers. It's like the directing was like, um, just real happy. Just do your best. <laughs> yeah. Just do your best. And it's it's and it's ah. Uh, this is what I'm saying. I actually think that Spooky Buddies had such a um, controversial fallout because of. Um, it being so quote demonic quote unquote um, I just quoted no one you're not even quoting yourself from earlier that's the first time you've called it that yeah 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 Um, this film kind of like whiplashes back the other way and is just so family friendly and happy 
And it's just, ah, oh, it's so... Beautiful. It, this is something you endure, this movie. Yeah, no, this was... We also haven't mentioned it's all narrated by Barbie, the mm. talking monkey. So, oh. this... Good, I'm glad you brought that up. So, this movie is framed by Barbie, the talking monkey, telling another monkey called Babby, I think, yeah. um, about everything that happens, which is the only film in the entire series so far that has done that, which is kind of weird. Um, oh, um, the Air Buddies is kind of narrated, isn't it? Because it's like, it well, I'm the sheriff yeah. of this town, and then it pans to the, the sheriff, and then it's like, no, me. Yep, yeah. I'm talking. Uh, okay, fair enough, fair enough. Um, but this, I think, leans into the, your idea, Richard, of striking um, Treasure Buddies from the Air Buddies continuity, because <laughs> we know the monkey lies. We know oh. he's a liar. He's like oh. this this sneaky little guy who lies. And at one point, at the start of the movie, kind of the tenuous connection to the buddies is that apparently the dog that used to belong to the grandpa when he was a young archaeologist is the grandfather of the buddies. First of all, there'd be a couple more generations yeah. between them. <laughs> but that, that means that he's buddy's father. But they also say that they moved to Fernfield. Yeah. But they they wouldn't have. So there's there's a there's a canonical error here that makes me want to think it's just Babby the monkey, Bobby whatever his name is, just screwing up. And I, I'm happy to vote this one as. Can canon. we please start up a Twitter and like a not Patreon but like Kickstarter or whatever of remake Treasure Buddies? Yeah. And like, and we'll post all these little sassy comments about <laughs> how Treasure Buddies doesn't fit into the canon, and mm. yeah, like it could be like the Star Wars books. It's Barbie's books are the like non-canonical <laughs> buddies films that we could make like many of them for the Bubbies Barbie fans. Yeah, yeah, Air Bubbies. <laughs> <laughs> Do you reckon? like fans exist of this film <laughs> i guess there's a there, actually it doesn't have an air, an earbud wiki doesn't have any pages for the last five yeah. films in the earbud getting series. real snarky so, mm. yeah. um yeah like they are not the, happy there's out there just think about this like moment of silence for the, out there there are some parents who have sat through this film like a dozen times yeah yeah there'd be kids as well who have never seen like an indiana jones and this is their only adventure film they've seen so they'll <laughs> yeah. go and they'll watch indiana jones and be like oh that's a bit derivative we're the talking dogs <laughs> mm. yeah i expected talking dogs in every movie i saw <laughs> all right so the next film in the series um last one is called super buddies uh it came out in 2013 it's directed by robert vince and has an audience score of 44%, which is the lowest of any oh, wow. of the Air Buddies movies. Wow. It's the best one. Um, it's not the best one. <laughs> um, what's this movie about? Okay. I've seen this movie twice. So <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Why? I actually, I didn't realize until I was watching it. I've seen, I saw it like five years ago when it came out. <laughs> <laughs> you, went to, you went to the cinema and you were like... <laughs> Hi, Put this DVD one, on. one for supervisor. It's not a cinematic. Like I've got. <laughs> okay, so this is hard because there's like two intros to it, but in Buddy's Universe A, there's um, <laughs> there's an alien who is traveling with five rings, and another alien is chasing him. And so he launches two torpedoes, one with the rings on them and one that's just a normal torpedo, into space and then crashes his ship and escapes himself and lands on Earth. 
cut to Air Buddies Universe 2, when Bartaby is staying with his grandfather and real excited about his birthday and comic books and superheroes. And he gets the last fake magic ring and talks about how excited he is. The other From buddies- a bag of uh, Purina puppy chow <laughs> yeah. available at all good uh, dog food stores. <laughs> so then the other buddies and their owners show up all dressed as superheroes. They go That's and talk adorable. to a bunch of animals who are all voiced by people like the most famous people in the films. <laughs> then they find magic rings. They get uh, superpowers. Um, each one gets their own individual superpower. They go and start saving the day. They decide they have to wear costumes, even though if five puppies are doing anything magic at this point, you're like, I know who those puppies are. <laughs> then um, the alien... Oh, my God. The alien... Hey guys, landed. I'm just going to let my cat out, but don't stop talking. Okay. <laughs> I need to hear. I'll be back in a second. Yeah, keep going. Okay. The alien um, had landed like years ago, um, turned himself into a dog, got adopted by a child who, I guess, a replacement for the kid's father. Um, they grew up to back, write comic way. books and about their adventures because the dog still had powers, I think, but it was mainly an alien. Mm-hmm. Um, when the news starts talking about the like buddies and their powers, they get like a notification. So they go to Ferndale. Fernfield. Damn it. Field. It should be Dale. Deputy Dan. Um, <laughs> the buddies are fighting crime. The other alien lands. He possesses a pig. Then he possesses Sheriff Dan. Um, they all come together on the farm. There's an asteroid coming to Earth. There's an electrical storm. Um, Gosh, the buddies defeat the alien and then uh, the the bad alien, the good alien dies. The buddies use their magic rings to heal the good alien. He returns to his home planet. I think that's everything. And the bad alien died, died on the way back to his home and planet. It, yeah. And it ends, it ends with, with a... Um, a like full cast shot of all the all the super buddies standing on top of a building, and everyone watching it got chills. Yeah, also because <laughs> this was a year after the Avengers as well. Eh? Yeah, so yeah, that like yeah, exactly the gratuitous shot of all of them is is like you know fully based off that. Yeah. Okay, the, our very last people of varying fame levels levels of fame who appeared in this film: John Ratzenberger plays Grandpa Marvin, who you um, recognise James- he's the one that's in every Pixar film. Yeah. Yeah, uh, James Earls uh, appears in person this Jason. time as Jack Schaefer, Jason. Yeah. Oh, what did I say? You said James. 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 I was thinking James Earl yeah. Jones. He's not in this film, and he's playing um, a thirty-something-year-old yeah, for, for the first time in his life. <laughs> um, yeah, he plays Jack Schaefer slash Kid Courageous. Um, Colin Hanks plays Megasus slash Captain Canine, so he's the voice of. That though that that character, um, Amy Sedaris is back again as the voice of Betty the Chicken, um, and Alison Stoner and Zendaya voice two horses named Strawberry and Lollipop, respectively. And also, Who must have had the same lunch as like Whoopi Goldberg because they have two lines. And yeah, gone. <laughs> yeah. They, well, they were like those because um, they were both in like Disney Channel shows at the time, ah. so they were like the you're contractually obligated to do this. Yeah. Also, John Michael Higgins voices the bad alien. Yeah, and he's. Um, Wayne Jarvis from uh, Rich Development and plus he's in like okay. commu- he's in heaps of yeah shit. he's real good mm. um, so I thought this film was really bad I liked this one <laughs> I I, I'm it was- such a sucker for superheroes <gasps> as like I, we've established I- on the thing <laughs> so I was like a part of me like I guess if you like Indiana Jones you probably get more out of Treasure Buddies than like than I did. I was just like, Treasure Buddies was just a bad movie. But for me, I'm like, I can appreciate the like, 
tagging of like superhero tropes and stuff like oh, that. Yeah. Mm. I liked all the powers you they know- got. I yeah, yeah, like we should we should go over there. Options. So like um, okay, Butterball, yeah. who if you remember is the fat one, he gets super strength. Uh, Rosebud, who's the girl, gets um, super speed. Um, B Dog, who's the gangster, gets uh, he gets like Mister Fantastic. Yeah, he can elasticity um, powers. Um, Butter can uh, move stuff with his mind, and Mudbud can turn invisible. Yeah. So, the fact that I remember all of those is a testament to how good this movie is. Yeah, <laughs> you know that stereotype about how old people don't know how kids talk. Yeah, you know, like, hey, I'm hip with the kids, that kind of yeah. thing. This film is the ultimate example of that. Like, so all all of the Air Buddies films are pretty bad with this. Like, they insist on calling other people dog. Yeah, D A W G. Dudes yeah 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 like and like no one has unironically called someone else dog since the american idol golden years of like <laughs> 2002 2003 right super buddies doubles down on this with it's like no way dudes and it's that's um, too you know, much man <laughs> yeah my the worst one was when um um one of the kids one of the human kids says whoa that is mega sweet um <laughs> which he's saying uh in response to john ratzenberger ziplining into a bale of hay while dressed in a shitty superhero costume which to be fair is mega sweet but yeah i don't see what your problem is that's the only like, way to describe no, that situation <laughs> that's like why didn't the kids say something to the director i guess you wouldn't i guess you well maybe that's just, just how they talk they're there. like um, like Robert Vince is like, right in this talks. scene, just do your best. Yeah. And then the kid's like, that's mega sweet. And he's like, hey, if that's how you would say that, you <laughs> did a beautiful job. We'll, we'll him. ask Good him when kid. we land that interview with him. Um, uh, this, yeah, so this film is also probably the biggest exposition dump I think I've ever seen oh, in, in the, well, at least in the, in the um, Air Buddies series. So Jason Earle's character, Jack Schaefer, he mentions his dad dies about six times. And one scene, he says it like twice in the <laughs> yeah, same yeah. sentence. Where he's like, if dad was still here. Um, and because and I, I, I remember I actually picked up on that because it's like about, about getting a dog. And it's like, um, and he's like, oh, dad would want us to have it. And then. Yeah, imagine you're, you, you're, you're a widow, right? Your husband's just died. Your kid turns up with a dog, and the first thing he says is, "Dad would have wanted me to keep him." <laughs> yeah. Um, but then, yeah, and I was like, "Oh, that's an interesting way to to do that exposition." And then immediately, like, he says it again because there's like, yeah, the uh, there's some video essay essay has talked about the dead parents test of like yeah. so many films um, try to you know like dead parents such a cliche, but like how film chooses to portray that, um, and Big Hero Six is is objectively the worst one. When it's like, um, oh, like, what would mom and dad think? Oh, or like, yeah. what if they were still here? And he goes, well, they're not here because they died in a car crash when I was six. Remember? It's the remember that gets me. Yeah. Like, like saying, <laughs> remember? oh, what would mom and dad think? And like, that's fine. Like, you, you're still, yeah. you, that, that, that's enough. That's like, well, they're not here. Um, okay, cool. Yeah. yeah <laughs> putting it down. Throats. They died in a car crash. Okay, that's fine. When remember. I was six. Remember? <laughs> um, so at the end of the film, after they bring Megasus back to life and he's returning to space to marry the princess, um, Jack Schaefer, I, I re-watched this part of the film, which was really hard to find a 
a stream for, by the way. Um, this is a, this is a direct quote. So Megasus is returning to space, and Jack Schaefer says to him, "You were like the father to me that I lost." Yeah. <laughs> what the hell kind of line is that? You don't. <laughs> That I lost. <laughs> so, yeah. You don't need to say that. You, you, you were like the father to me that I never had would have been like a little bit better. Or like you were just, just you were like a father to me would have. Yeah. Like it's like just in case, just in case you didn't understand that Jack's parents are dead, you were like the father to me that I lost. And he says it, there's no commas. He says it in one breath. Yeah. But also, he's like, thirty. <laughs> <laughs> we hadn't met him until this film. We he only really existed to bring Megasus to the buddies. Like we didn't mm. really need him to have a sad backstory. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. There would have been some poor kid who like had to be reminded about their dead dad because of him, and it just ruined the film for him now. Well, I think no. I think that's the idea, though. Like, just to remind at, all like, these kids of their dead fathers. If you look at slightly more successful things, like like Mrs. Doubtfire is like a real good film about um, divorce and like how to, you know, how to manage when your mum started, got a new boyfriend. Because they don't get back together at the end as well. Mm. Yeah. And that kind of thing. So I imagine the reason that a lot of the, a lot of the Airbud movies are actually a, like deal with dead parents. Like if I can think of, if you, if you count the first five Airbud films as one example of it, um, the uh, Shasta's dad and Snowbuddy's is dead, um, and then Jack Schaefer's dad is dead as well. I think it's in there for those kids who's you know have lost a parent so that they have something to feel solace in. Maybe okay. Mm-hmm. So the mm. real life Barterby who's financing these films, maybe his dad's not doing so well. Yeah, and that's maybe. what they're trying to really get at. Yeah. And you know, financing these films isn't going to bring back your oil tycoon father that you inherited all the money from. (laughs) I'm really worried we didn't talk about my theory and that I've just like thought about it and that was just the weirdest thing to drop into this. (laughs) And then AJ's like, how did you know about the oil cartoon? (laughs) I was going to get to that. I said cartoon. I hope no one one ats me for Cartoon. Yeah. Everyone's going to be... Comment below um, how you would spell cartoon. (laughs) (laughs) It's the next merch you guys do. (laughs) So... This movie is about superhero dogs. The last movie was about um, an ancient Egyptian curse. The last movie was about a, a regular a curse, non-ancient Egyptian normal curse. <laughs> Just your average. One was curse. about Santa. <laughs> One was about dogs going to space. Remember when these were movies about a dog who could play basketball? Yeah. All right. Oh, can <laughs> like we, how? Where are we? Can we do our Ear Buddies plausibility <laughs> yeah. scale now? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so obviously Air Buddies is the most plausible, followed by Air, um, Snow Buddies. Yeah. Agreed. Then, so we've got Space, Spooky, Treasure, um, Super, and Super and Santa. Santa. I'll put Space Buddies next. It's yeah. It's got, if, if, are we under the, the um, assumption that magic is in fact not real? Well, it isn't. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, Space Buddies would be next, because otherwise I'd say Treasure Buddies, because they just go to another country. Yeah. Oh, it just yeah. happens yeah, that, but ma- like, that magic Space is Space Buddies? Yeah, Space Buddies would be next. And then so the other ones like involve magic in some way. So I'm going to say Treasure Buddies is the most grounded of the magical four. Yeah. Right, yeah. And then it's probably, honestly, it'll be Spooky Buddies, even though that's insane. It all felt like they were in the same... It's like, like mythology as yeah. well, right? Like So it's like, mm. it's... It's believable that 
people years ago would have predicted this. Like that this was yeah. believed at some point in history. Yeah. Whereas yeah. like Whereas super Santa buddies. Santa was never real, right? Because Santa is um changes the 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 fabric of reality whereas ghosts existing don't but also yeah. the amount of mythology they add for santa like he's got a dog all the elves are, that some dog of the elves has a are dog. dogs <laughs> yeah. yeah there's yeah. a magic ice so, that like it melts if you don't believe like that's so much more to pile yeah. on yeah would, i would say super buddies is the least plausible yeah would you guys agree well no actually actually super buddies isn't magic it's um it's alien, alien technology yeah so that the so maybe it's maybe yeah maybe we don't know that that's not real. Yeah. Okay. So that maybe Super Buddies is more realistic than Space Buddies. Maybe it's more realistic than Air Bud. <laughs> yeah. Because a we, dog maybe can play basketball. Than the- aliens. We also don't know about dogs playing basketball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there's a rundown, I guess, for those who haven't seen the movies um, and want to <laughs> watch them in order of plausibility. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the next thing we've got to talk about is a little segment I like to call, we talk about taglines now. Um, <laughs> so we, we talked about taglines in the last films in the, in the last Air Buddy, Bud movies and the ones for the Air Buddies movies actually kind of, um, pay homage to a lot of the, um, taglines from the Air Bud films or they don't. Um, and it's just a coincidence. So the tagline for Ear Buddies is they shoot, they score, they talk. <laughs> and talk is written in a different yeah. font um, and it has an exclamation mark. Yeah, that's great. And I love that to a kid, that's a selling point. Yeah. And to an adult, it's like, oh, mum, mum, they remember- talk now. <laughs> I remember finding a DVD for um, the Marley and Me. It's a prequel called puppy Marley's Puppy Days, yeah. and on the front cover of it, it says, "And this time, Marley talks." And it's like, that's not a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, is it? Um, I didn't know that he talked in the in the prequel. Yeah, and that that film doesn't even have a Wikipedia page. What? But I found the DVD of it. Wow. Yeah, oh, yeah well, oh, that's one I only know exists one. from a DVD. Yeah. Like we've talked about this before, that Bad Moms Two um, is the kind of movie made for people that only find out they're making a Bad Moms Two because they saw it on the back of a bus. Yeah. Whereas, like, Marley and me, yeah, the Marley and me, the puppy days is one that I only found out it existed because it already existed, and I saw a DVD of it. <laughs> yeah. So, of course, the they shoot, they score, they talk is also a vague kind of callback to Earbud, which the tagline was: "He sits, he stays, he shoots, he scores." Which is great. Um, yeah. yeah, that's great. It's the best thing. So, in the the Snow Buddies. The Snow Buddies tagline is almost a direct continuation from the Air Buddies tagline. <laughs> almost like they just didn't stop talking in the, in the sentence. So, so if Air Buddies was they shoot, they score, they talk. Snow Buddies is they talk, they mush, they are snow cool. <laughs> oh my gosh! They are snow cool. They mush. They mush. Like, no kid's going to read that. They're and be like, oh, they mush in this. <laughs> Gotta get it. There's none of the movies <laughs> about mushing dogs. Um, does is snow cool another pun that doesn't quite make the cut? I read it as because it's not like no cool, like there's no cool. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's not like it's it's um it's there's snow business like show business. You know? Yeah, because like, like it's s- yeah, there is like- snow. It's not even it's not even there is snow cool. Yeah. So it doesn't, the last word doesn't end with an S, so it's just... They're, they're substituting the word so for with snow. Yeah, whereas, like, N isn't a passive letter in 
yeah. snow. Yeah. It's like you can't yeah. acknowledge. Whereas like the S is kind of a passive letter. So we can be like, um, like snow business, like show business or whatever. That The yeah. S you can kind of leave, you can kind of drop off, but the N is really pronounced. Or are we looking at this wrong? Is it saying in the same way you'd say that's sky blue? They're saying that's snow cool. Like that's as cool as snow. Oh, all right. Yeah, they are no. snow. Oh, cool. what font was snow written in? That's going to be the decider. Um, it's the same large. It's the same as cool. Okay, but right. different from there. Okay, um, I think like, you're like, right. Like ice the, cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like ice cold. They're ice cold. Um, They're stone the, cold the killers. Tagline, <laughs> the tagline for Space Buddies was. One small step for dog, one giant leap for dog kind, which is a line of dialogue in the film, and that's fine. That's cool. Yeah, that's what you. It's kind of lazy. It, it should be one small step for a dog. Mm. <laughs> um. So Santa Buddies doesn't exactly have a tagline. It has what looks like a like subtitle, which is the Legend of Santa Paws, but nowhere in any official marketing is the film called Santa Buddies: The Legend of Santa Paws. Yeah, but on the DVD it says it. Um, Spooky Buddies and Treasure Buddies don't have a tagline. Oh, my gosh. Um, Remove them from Canada. Super Super Buddies has two to make up for the last two not having any. Um, One of them is a new breed of superhero, which could be seen as an homage to a new breed of soccer dad um, from World Pup, but I think it's actually they didn't know and it's just lazy. (laughs) They were like a new breed of superhero. Um, Or another line of dialogue that actually appears in the film is... You don't need superpowers to be a superhero, which is a nice thing to say, but the dogs do have superpowers <laughs> yeah. in the film. Yeah, like I'm not gonna pick up a a box like a box set or like a DVD that says you don't need super superpowers. I'm like, oh okay, so it's just about dogs that don't have superpowers. <laughs> I can just go to animates and see that. <laughs> yeah. Cool. All right, so we talk about titles a lot on this podcast. Um, we should call this segment. Remember how we to used say. to talk about titles? <laughs> Remember how we used to talk about titles? Um, so I didn't actually have a, much of a problem with the titles. Um, if if you, you've set up the rule and you've stuck to mm. it, that it's something buddies. And Richard, you messaged me earlier in the week, and you've mentioned it before, that um, treasure doesn't start with an S. Now, normally that would bother me, except for ear buddies starts with an A, so it's fine. Like, but, I'm fine with it. Yeah, that. so they establish a The rule that all is the they can start with whatever letter. With, it just happens to be that Yeah, well, all the one. sequels start with S, and then it goes to T, but then it goes back to S. <laughs> yeah, I can see how that could be annoying, but I'm, I'm so fine So it was called, it. like, Ultra I, I did write down here. keep going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, I just think it's yeah, interesting, that's... Like, and I know how, how much of a stickly you are tiles, so I thought. But then at the same time, it's not that big a deal. Because, yeah, like, it's no. not, they're not all S buddies, but just all the sequels are S for sequel, you know? Yeah, and then it's right. not even, like, T for trilogy, because it's, like, the sixth one. Yeah, that's true. Um, I did write, Treasure should maybe be Sand. Yeah. <laughs> sand, sand buddies. buddies yeah. Oh, yeah. Sandy buddies. Or, like, um, Sahara buddies. That's mm. cool. They don't go to the Sahara. Yeah, they though. don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But no kid's going to notice. <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh, off to the Sahara. Buddies. Wow, look at the Great Pyramid of Giza. Sweetie Buddies. Huh? There you go. Sweetie Buddies. Sweetie Buddies, yeah. <laughs> there we go. Dogs don't sweat, though, do they? That's why they pant, yeah. Yeah. That's right. Saliva Buddies. <laughs> Shit. Shit oh, Buddies. Go. Saliva Buddies. Spit Buddies. Hey, do you guys want to be Saliva Buddies? <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, all right, so moving on to our final segment of the show. After what I'm staggered to see is a nearly an hour and a half worth of recording. This is longer than any of the movies. <laughs> yeah. Um, continue the franchise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is a segment where each of us is going to pitch the next Ear Buddies movie. Um, well, I couldn't find any news about or like speculation about possible sequels, unlike we could with Airbud. This might be because the franchise was already continued with a second spin-off series mm. called The Santa Paws Films, which we'll be covering next week. Um, and this, I think, is another down-low, useless statistic, um, um, piece of trivia. Is it statistic or trivia? Um, that we call it. Up top use of statistics, I think. But I've been saying nah, trivia. Either way, it's like... it's. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> they don't matter. No one this, cares. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. This will be the first time that we have watched a spin-off series that has had a second spin-off series. Oh wow! And this just doesn't usually happen anyway. Yeah. In in film, is there like, any? You usually examples? get one spin-off. Is Sorry? there an example of this happening otherwise? Like what is spin-off? Oh. spin-off again? Um, oh, X Men has kind of done it, oh, yeah. or is, is in the process of doing it. How so? Um, well, so you had like the main X-Men films and then they spun off um, to X-Men Origins Wolverine and th- and then that kind of went to Deadpool. Right. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Kind of. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's kind as, of. It's, it's, as everything with X-Men, it's very tenuous. Well, and also, and, well, there's X-Men which spun off to Deadpool as well if you're like not counting that middle step which is then spinning off to X-Force. True. So X-Men is just loaded. And probably, I would say it's probably happened in television more than movies, but spinoffs in general happen more in television than movies. Yeah, like um, NCIS was a spinoff of JAG, and then that had NCIS Los Angeles. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there you go. So who wants to go first? What are your guys continuing the franchise? Pitches? Well, I don't know. How much effort have you put in, Gareth? Because mine's real dumb in like one sentence. I want to so, hear that. Okay. So I want to... Because... I, I want to take this franchise back to its roots. So you've got Air Buddies and then by the end of it, by Super Buddies, it's just ridiculous. So I want to go back. I want to incl- like have the checklist of like things for me that you have to include in an Air Buddies film. So it's called Milf Buddies. And um, basically there's just <laughs> at some point in the film, there's a MILF. And also at some point in the film, they say... <laughs> um, Gareth, laugh out loud, or it's no. Oh, <laughs> sorry. I was leaning so far. He's trying to keep laugh. his laughter. I'm like, no, I want people to. Otherwise, it just sounds <laughs> like because neither of you are reacting. Cold, I'm, like, you? I'm smiling. Um, yeah, the, um, and also you at some point, um, uh, Butterball would get stuck somewhere, and so would they'd be like, "Help me out!" And they'd be like, "Don't pull his paw," um, because it's like they established these things as patterns especially the don't pull his poor thing as like, oh this is going to be in every film and i by after the third one i was looking forward to yeah. seeing it in the future films but then it just wasn't <laughs> in any more of them yeah and they, they pull his poor and he has a prolapse fast <laughs> 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 so hard he farts his whole insides out that'd be good that's what i want to see happen to a puppy is that your continue the franchise <laughs> <laughs> no like um, yeah instead in spooky buddies you just like it's just entrails instead of the like yeah, cgi yeah. brown mm. <laughs> smoke Mm. All right, Gareth, what's your continue the franchise, bro? Okay. Dude, um, dog. Oh, all right. Hey, dog. Dude. What's your continue the franchise, dude? All right, buddy. Is it going to be mega sweet? <laughs> that was mega sweet. Okay. 
So the buddies are like this tight knit group, right? This yeah. mine's similar to getting back to the root of the franchise. We've got this tight knit group of dogs that are very they're not very inclusive. Like they have honorary dogs that join them, but they hate cats. They like don't talk to humans. What I want to see is these buddies form a team to play a sport. And then there's nothing in the rule book that says a human can't play sport with the buddies. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So have it's you got the a title? opposite. I don't have a title. Human Maybe buddies. just buddies like backwards. Like yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> sweet. That was mega That's sweet. That's good. I like it. <laughs> I thought you were gonna you were gonna pitch ear pussies, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, speaking of pussies, um, particularly shaved pussies, um, that this is our second. If you're including Earbud and Earbuddies as one franchise, this is our second one in a row that has a villainous hairless cat. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Um, that's not shaved though. They're born that way, except yeah. for in cats and, and dogs. It's established that she becomes that way. Yeah. Um, through a, a I should have said accident. hairless pussies. No, I um, should have just not said it at all. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, <laughs> um, my my continue the franchise. Um, I came up with the title first and then reverse engineered the plot, but I'll tell you the title last. Okay. So, Ooh, okay. See if um, we can work it out. Yeah. So Fern Fernfield. Um, has got a problem, you guys. There's a serial killer in Fernfield, but instead of killing humans, they're killing puppies. <laughs> is the killer a dog as well? Uh, maybe. I, I haven't decided. We, we can talk about that. Um, and all the buddies except for one of them get killed off. All the buddies except for Rosebud get killed off, and she's the mm. last. She's the final girl. Um, and I've titled it... Uh, screaming buddies, <laughs> just because just nice. the idea of screaming buddies was so funny. <laughs> so that's yeah, that's the story. It's nice. a dog serial killer, and Rosebud's the final girl. Screaming serial buddies. buddies. Yeah, yeah. There you go. So that about does. Well, so, um, it. I um, actually, sorry, just I want to add as well. Um, what um, varying levels of fame people would you have in your films? Oh yeah. Mm. Reese Darby. Oh, yeah. Yep. He was in Jumanji. Um, the it's guy who played big. Booger in Revenge of the Nerds. Oh, of course. Yeah, I'm su- actually, I'm surprised he hasn't shown up in this franchise. <laughs> and that we don't know his name, even yeah. though he's been in like, three I, franchises. I never want to learn it. I know we follow him on Twitter, but I never want to learn his name. <laughs> um, oh, I don't know. Yeah, what do you guys I think? can't decide who would, who, would I, who would be cast as the MILF. <laughs> That's a whole different podcast. <laughs> yeah, Milfcast. After dark. So, all right. So, um, usually right now we'd we'd roll a number and whatever number that was. No, we actually would get a guest to say because that's what we do. We yeah, have guests. Yeah. That's true. Um, would correspond to the next franchise we're doing. However, sorry, Gareth, you missed out, boy. Um, we're doing <laughs> that's mega not sweet. <laughs> we're doing the two Santa buddies next week. So that includes um the search. For Santa Paws. Sorry, the two Santa Paws movies, not Santa Buddies. So they have the search for Santa Paws and Santa Paws 2, the Santa Pups. Uh, look, we'll talk about those titles next week. Um, <laughs> yeah, so these, these so, are prequels to Santa Buddies. Yes, and they do not feature the Buddies. Yeah, but they do feature so, some of the voice actors, I believe. Yeah. Josh Flutter, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Our man. Our, the genius <laughs> Josh Flutter, <laughs> who I'm also, Garen, who I'm also um, determined to get a, an interview with. Oh, yeah. I want to know if Robert Vince found him as a genius and you were yeah, having an interview yeah. with him. 
I wonder if Josh Flutter himself thinks that he's a genius. <laughs> Gareth, um, if um, people people thank you for coming on the show. If people want to hear you do comedy, do you st- are you still doing that? Where can they find you doing that? Oh my gosh! Um, you can come to my improv show, my sad sentence. Yeah. Um, on the <laughs> if you're in Auckland on the eighth of August at the Lopdill Theatre in uh, Tirarangi. Nice. Mm-hmm. Or I don't know if you want to look at like one drawing of Kendrick Lamar, you can follow me on Instagram at Gareth Blackler. <laughs> nice. What yeah, a, I know she's wearing a great, damn shirt. Did you get the yeah, yeah. comedic content? Nice. I didn't What's realize the, the shirt says "Nobody Pray for Me," which is not what a message I want to give strangers. No. Yeah, but then nobody is very small, so yeah, it just yeah. looks like it says "Pray for You," so which please. is the message you want to give. I out. think if you're out there, please just pray for me. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I like yeah. how like um, pl- "Please Come to My Improv Show" is like about the same level as "Please Listen to My Podcast." <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm a white male. <laughs> I have artistic interests. Yeah, yeah, that's true. sound like it's going to do a third thing, but I can think of one. <laughs> What's the improv show called? It's called Casual First Date, and we managed to get like all of the uh, social media handles with that. So if you just search Casual First Date on something, oh, nice. you'll, cool. find, you'll find us. Cool, cool. We'll leave a link to that in the in the show notes. Oh, holy cow. Scrippy. Yeah. Um, so thank you very much for coming on the show, and thank you very much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed us talking for longer than any of the Earbuds movies <laughs> about the Earbuddies movies. And tune in next week for our third leg of the race. <laughs> <laughs> the race to beat no one yeah. uh, except our own self-esteem it's the Santa Paul beating story. our self-esteem it's a, it's a weird sentence shut up man you said you said Kytoon oh god damn it <laughs> alright goodbye everybody bye hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. <laughs> 